This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Speroni. He rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose with space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson. Oh, yes. Back of the nest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of redandbluearmy.co.uk, and I'm joined by Albert Curley and Sam Heskiff, and it's time for the FA Cup fifth round special. This show has handshakes, Valentine's Day, inappropriately nicknamed teams, ship refs, and all things Doncaster. Happy birthday, Mamadou Sacco. to interrupt another quality preview show with Terence and the boys but I'm just here to remind you that the Back of the Nest review show will be in your inboxes late Monday evening as we look back at Palace's trip up north to Doncaster. So join me, Mike, along with Comrade Christopher and Nicholas Gillard as we hopefully celebrate the Eagles' safe passage into the FA Cup quarterfinals. Antonio is there, he went down, penalty is it in previous years and West Ham lead and Mark Noble has his first Premier League goal of the season Bernardo this is MacArthur and the score how did that not happen it's a hard calling for it Mark against Fredericks again <laughs> commentary there from our 1-1 draw with West Ham um, guys welcome to the show um, Heskiff Craig Pawson the referee had a bit of a shocker in that game um, so you wanted to vent about it yeah I've been given a list of <clears throat> words that I'm not allowed to say by Billion because he doesn't want to earn his crust and beat them out but Craig Pawson's a <laughs> <laughs> beep um, beep Oh, that was horrible. Listening to that commentary of Jimmy's miss, that brought back horrible memories. Still can't believe he didn't score. 
or square it or do a whole range or do of anything. things. Yeah. Uh, but I thought we'd get that out of the way early. Um, welcome to the show in Albert. Um, thank you for joining today. Know you're squeezing us in in between work commitments. Yeah, trying to squeeze you into the gaps, mate. <laughs> no gaps. Right, um, let's start as we always do with beer check. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm gonna leave you three to it, man. Right, I'm still on the haymaker that I was on from last week. Not well, not the same one, obviously. Uh, probably a bit warm by now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, it was the last can from my last trip to Gypsy Hill Brewery, so I'll have to go back there soon. Um, and Albert, we you had some love on the BBS for drinking Budweiser. Apparently so. This is what uh, Heskiff has just informed me. Uh, so whoever it was showing love is going to be really chuffed to know that I'm on another Budweiser. <laughs> hey, Heskiff, none, no more craft stuff after last week? Yeah, so, sorry to say that all the um, fancy Dan craft, Indian, pale ale, Belgian, whatever it is, is gone. Moretti's were on offer in Tesco again, so I've got them. Yeah, I think it says more about Jason Flynn's choice of beer as opposed to um, actual craft beer, mate. So um, anyway, talking of alcohol, tomorrow's a big alcohol night in Valentine's Day or today if you're listening on Valentine's Day. Or what was it, Albert, yesterday if you're listening the day after Valentine's Day? Uh, yeah, you've just reminded me it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. I'm more, <laughs> a bit more concerned about that. Um, and obviously your wife is pregnant, so um, her, hormones, her hormones will be completely level and steady. So when you forget, it won't be a problem. No, not at all. <laughs> I can just count her off as being unreasonable, <laughs> um, over-emotional. Uh, you know, just 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 calm down, dear, is probably what, what I'll end up using. Yes. Jeez, good luck. That will go down a treat, I'm sure. Uh, Hesketh, got any plans with the lovely Vanessa? Going out for dinner in Ballam. Nando's? Not in Nando's. We're going to a steak restaurant. Nando's is overrated. Discuss. No, don't discuss. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Um, <laughs> uh, at the top of the show there, you would have heard me refer to it being Mamadou Seko's birthday on the day that we're recording. Um the video, the video released by the club today, or released by Mamadou and then retweeted by the club, showed um, him doing handshakes with various players. Heskiff, did, did any of the handshakes stand out to you? Quite like the one he did with Jeffrey Schlupp. Je- Good little... Jeffrey Schlupp was like an eager little child to get going. He couldn't wait, could he? Couldn't wait. My, my favourite bit, though, is when he goes to um, do his handshake with Maya. Maya literally just puts his arm in the air and then lets Sacco do whatever he does and then just carries on eating his pasta. <laughs> um, Albert, when he got to Jordan Ayew, gave him the most basic bitch handshake going. Um, almost, almost <laughs> like, you're a, you're a lone player, or you don't belong here. Yeah, I mean, I just think, you know, there was, there was a lot going on there. I mean, I watched it on my phone and you have to sort of squint. I couldn't, for the first few, I couldn't tell if there was any difference between the handshakes. <laughs> Until, yeah, it became quite apparent when he went to Jordan I, it was just like, all right, mate. And uh, almost did like a cabbage, you know, <laughs> and someone puts the fist out and you just grab it with the hand. Um, for me, I want to know uh, how many attempts it took to actually do that video. Like somebody would have got one wrong and it would have been, okay, can we just start? Can we just start again? And that's probably why you just get Maya just putting his hand out and just being like, just, just get on with it, for God's sake. Do you reckon he does it like every lunch? Like Sacco comes in and everyone's like, oh, for God's sake. 
today everyone's like it's his birthday just do it just just get on with it no i reckon because um you can see how excited jeffrey schlutt was so yeah i reckon maybe it was just a one-off special for his birthday or actually that's so like expertly you know orchestrated that they must practice them um but unlike Spurs players, they don't do them on the field, unless, of course, it's at Anfield when Sacco and Benteke did do the handshake. Uh, where it's perfectly acceptable. Where, yeah, especially considering Sacco was still a Liverpool player at the time. It's very amusing. Um, Albert, uh, next time we meet up, should we sort our own handshake out? Yeah, why not? Why not give it a go? Um, like I said, I'm good at the cabbage. You know, we could incorporate that. Yeah, uh, make it very, very awkward white man handshake. Nobody does proper just standard high fives anymore. High fives are good, to be fair. They are yeah, good. it's always fist bumps and... Me and, Van- me and Vanessa have got our secret Mason's handshakes. An absolute banger. Well, as long as um, mine and Albert's refers to Incredible by General Levy somewhere in it, then I'll be happy. <laughs> um, Definitely. Uh, talking of weird hand gestures, um, Jordan Mush has signed for, uh, excuse my pronunciation if this is wrong, but Jeonglam FC in South Korea. And um, doing some weird sort of uh, fist salute, Heske. I was more concerned with what he was wearing, to be honest. <laughs> if you showed someone that photo and said, this this man is a professional footballer who is on like 50 grand a week or whatever, like you get punched in the face for being a liar. <laughs> like, he, he, he was stood next to two people in suits and someone dressed up like a uh, some kind of bird. <laughs> and, and he looked the worst of the lot. And there was a weird, like, voodoo puppet in the background. And he still looked the worst. So I don't know who his agent is, but he's earning his money. He just needs to get, a, you know, a fashion expert in next, I think, because he looks like a plum. Mm. Well, one thing that I did find rather disturbing about Gyeongnam FC is that their nickname, Albert, is Kindergarten. Uh, yeah, that's a bit weird. Is it? I mean, maybe he has signed for a youth team and they're hoping that they just won't notice and he will stand out as a quality player. Mm. Well, I didn't know anything about them uh, at all. But it turns out they won the equivalent of the championship, I guess, in 2017. And then last season, the very next season, came second in the top in the top flight, which is pretty impressive. And they've been... Fair play. I, I can tell you something else about them. They've got more money than cents. <laughs> well, their capacity is only something like 14,000. But um, they've also been, uh, like us, runners in the FA Cup twice. Well, fair play. Fair play indeed. But um, yeah, kind- kindergarten. That's, that's, a, that's a ropey nickname, that is. Right. We'll go into the FA Cup now because we have got Doncaster this weekend on Sunday. So let's get into it. <laughs> Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Lovely ball in. Simple tap in for Jermaine Easter. He well to get to the byline. Picky on Tedder. Brown! Doncaster equalise. Yeah, commentary there from the last time we played Doncaster way back in March of 2012. Um, this is a significant, it's quite a significant game for us, really. Um, we've just come off the back of a 10 game unbeaten run, weirdly drawing seven of those. And, um, we just lost a derby in the game before. Do you remember that three, two Heskiff come back from three nil down? Uh, I do score two late goals, didn't yeah. we? I was, I was up there that day. We've done that cheeky little take the free kick quickly to make it three, two, um, we did. I remember it well. Yeah, and um, but what was this in this game was um, 
uh, Anthony Gardner got injured after six minutes and then was out. And that was pretty much it to the end of the season. And then we ended up only winning three go- three games in 2027 um, before. That sounds more like the Palace we know and love, doesn't yeah, it? Which then obviously led to the famous bust-up between Dougie Friedman and Steve Parrish at Bristol City, which Ooh. in turn led to a charge up the league and promotion. Um, very interesting lineups in this game. Albert, Speroni, Klein, McShane, McCarthy, Moxie. KG, O'Keefe, Johnny Williams, Wilfred Zaha, Jermaine Easton, and Chris Martin. Liquid football. <laughs> and um, what is even more amusing is that um, Glenn Murray was on the bench. Darren Ambrose is on the bench. It's a squad game, mate. It's a squad game. You've got to rotate. You've got to rotate. Yeah. And then um, Chris Brown smashed one past Rihanna. Sorry, I mean um, <laughs> Julian Speroni <laughs> to make it 1-1 with 15 minutes to go. So that was it. And now their, their team, Husky, there's some beautiful names in here. Uh, Carla Kime, obviously, um, who's mm-hmm. Pascal Chimbonda, John John Oster. John Oster, I remember him playing. Yeah. And El Hajjouf. Bloody hell, it's a bit of a bit of an exotic team they've got there, isn't <laughs> exactly. it? Exactly. Well, George Friend played for them in that game as well, and now plays for um, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, mm. yeah. So, yeah, I mean... But they went through like a weird ownership thing, didn't they, where all of a sudden they had like... You're right. All this all this money to sign like Premier League rejects on, on massive wages. Like the agent was bringing them in so they could use it as a stepping stone or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Fair enough. Still, <laughs> Ch- Chimbonda, no. Oster, and El Hajduf. What was they doing? A stepping stone to League One. Pascal Chimbonda, who handed in a transfer request at Wigan, still in his kit the day they got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? Put it out of his sock. Well, yeah, yeah, but and yeah. Here's something I prepared earlier. <laughs> there you go. Right. We obviously, this, everyone punched the air a little bit when this draw came out, especially um, in context to Manchester United and Chelsea drawing each other and Man City getting that tricky trip to Newport away. Um, But I I don't think it's going to be that easy this weekend. Doncaster 10 unbeaten at home, winning eight of those games, the most recent of which was Tuesday night this week. And I've got John Marcus up front, who's already on 18 goals this season, obviously firing on all cylinders. Uh, Albert, I'll start with you. Are you are you expecting us to just go up there, easy win, simple win, roll them over and on to the next round? No, I don't think... I I, I never expect an easy win at Palace. Um, even in the FA Cup against the team, you know, in a in a lesser league, you know, we're not... Um, we're, we're not in amazing shape at the moment, but, you know, we're better away from at home... away from home than we are at home. We should have the quality to squeeze past them, but... You know, I don't like to sound like a cliche, but it's the FA Cup fifth round. Anything could happen. Yeah, it certainly could. It's, um, the game has completely sold out now after Doncaster did some pretty incredible deals, really. Um, I think family of four was 22 quid if you were two adults and two kids. So fair play to Doncaster for not cashing in on playing a Premier League team. Although, <laughs> are, we, are we the glamorous tie they were hoping for? <laughs> well, it's always weird when you hit you know Grimsby were the same and it's like oh you know this is a great tie for us in terms of you know getting money and that sort of thing but it is weird that we're the team they're excited to play (laughs) um rather than you know a Man City or a a Chelsea they're excited to play Palace weird not used to it probably because they think they could they could maybe do us Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. Roy Hodgson talked previously about uh, why teams play um, 
sort of weaker 11s, even teams like Palace in the opening rounds because Christmas has just occurred. There's always seven or eight games in the month of December, close packed together, and players are a bit tired. So the FA Cup presents an opportunity in the third and fourth rounds to give players some rests. So based on this, Heskiff, do you think now it's we're out of that period, this is on a weekend, like a regular league game, that it will be a case of... Let's go for it. Full strength side. This is a chance of an FA Cup quarterfinal. Yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, I think we can make the odd change here and there. Uh, you know, bringing Scott Dan for Sacco, maybe. Um, bringing Maya for Jimmy for a game, something like that. But I don't see why we shouldn't. Because like you say, it's not, you know, it's not a packed schedule. Uh, our next game's against Leicester, which is on Saturday evening. It's the late kickoff. So it's basically a week between games. Um, and... You know, we, we the second half against uh, West Ham on Saturday, we were playing some really, really good stuff. And I think if we can play a team similar to the team we put out there, I don't know if Will's suspended or not yet, but even if he is, I mean, I suppose you could bring an RU maybe or, or start Batshuayi. You know, we might as well go for it because a win takes us into the, into the quarters and then you never know what's going to happen there. We're only a game away from Wembley in the semis. So... Yeah, I mean, I think we can make a couple of changes, but I'm fairly confident we'll put out a fairly strong side. Mm, and then, Albert, if we do get through, there's <laughs> uh, a very good chance it'll be a one in or well, two out of seven times we'll draw Brighton or Millwall. Oh, no, <laughs> blimey. Yeah, I can't work out what I'd want. What I want, would you want to draw someone like City and, and risk, you know, a bit of a tonking? Or would you, would you yeah, want to draw Brighton or Millwall? And go through the uh, more of an emotional ringer, shall we say? That's a that's a tough one. Let's hope uh, let's hope uh, AFC do Millwall, and then let's take them because it's well near my mum's house, so that'd be well handy. <laughs> and then there's obviously Brighton have a very tough game against Derby. Um, at, it's at the Amex, but you know Brighton are, Brighton have dropped off a little bit of late, uh, but they do uh, they're getting a lot of hard games out of the way at the moment, so. Um, I think they've got some really sort of easy ones to run in uh, for the rest of the season. But Albert, I'll stay with you. Uh, oh, please. Uh, feel welcome. <laughs> um, James MacArthur, um, obviously missed the sitter against West Ham, uh, kept misplaced a lot of passes and kind of, it was another one of those performances when from James MacArthur where because he doesn't shy away, even if he's having a bad game, he still will go and collect the ball and want the ball. But, um for a lot of people, he had a little bit of a shocker against West Ham. And then, of course, Max Meyer came on and was involved in everything. And I feel like we're going around and around and around this conversation. But um, based on that performance from Meyer at the end, um, would you give him an opportunity in this game? Yeah, definitely. I think regardless of MacArthur's form, you know, and we sort of touched on it in the last few weeks, that, like you say, MacArthur, you know, busts around the pitch every game, wants the ball. You know, and try and tries to do everything. You know, in, in both boxes. You know, he's, he's a real up and down player, and he, you know, he does go through these patches where he's a bit rusty and maybe he's just a bit overtired and doesn't need a does need a break. So, if there's whilst I agree we should have played our strongest team against West Ham, um, you know, this is this is the weekend to you know look at people and think you know do they need a rest whether it's through fitness or form, um, and MacArthur for Mayo is a is a it's a straight a straight swap, not not necessarily similar players, but you know both in the middle, both can both influence play in a, in a different way in the sort of centre of the park. So it's a no brainer for me. Definitely put him in, and and, and I won't even have MacArthur on the bench. I'll just give him give him the give him the week off. Uh, but Heskiff with. 
that sort of view in mind, you, you what would you worry that Doncaster might want to come out and um, you know get up them as it was and give us a bit of a battle, and we'd probably need MacArthur on the field for that. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm, uh, honestly, I'm not really familiar with how Doncaster play, but I think they're going to be well up for it, obviously, and they're going to come out and try and get a result. But I think that will play into our hands, to be honest. You know, we've said before that when teams come at us, we're able to pick them off better. Um, and if you've got someone like Townsend, if Wilf does play or if, or if you know, RU plays and you think about them running at, running at teams like Doncaster with the ball, then I think that's fine. I mean, it might be that they try and kick us around a little bit, but I think we've got enough in the team to to be able to deal with that, um, providing Porson's not uh, the referee, in which case we might as well go home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, we even if we put a slightly weaker team out, we should be doing all right. And you know, yeah, we we laboured a bit against Grimsby, and we should have beaten them. We should we should have looked more comfortable than we did. But they were defending everything. Whereas I think Doncaster, especially being at home, um, the impetus is probably on them a little bit more to just go go for it. They've got nothing to lose. You know, they're they're in front of their own fans. So we should really try and exploit that. And I'm, f- I'm fairly confident we will. I don't know if that's the two beers talking. <laughs> well, um, I'm shocked really that you're wildly speculating about the way Doncaster might play as opposed to um, deeply researched it and having for the lot since we drawn them staying up to quarter past one in the morning every Saturday to wait for the five second highlights. <laughs> I was under the impression that Albert um, volunteered for that. Uh, I think it's changed heavily since the days we were down in the football league, and you know, like I say, you'd be up after match of the day, for waiting for twenty seconds of highlights of your game, or you know, five minutes if you were lucky to be the featured game. But um, I think they're all pretty much available from straight after the game these days um, on the various apps and so on. But um, yeah, I, 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 with a team like Doncaster, who are you know towards the top end of the division and playing really well especially at home you you get the impression that they must be playing some semi-decent football and that, um they're gonna are they gonna want to break the habit or do they have to adjust any weeks to sort of defend teams out you know they've got to probably be going into most games thinking they have a good chance to win those games so they're probably going to be playing on the front foot a lot more than they are on the back foot and um changing that might be dangerous for them especially at home and if they want to make it difficult for us so it'll be certainly interesting to see how it ends up playing out um of course there's been rumors today uh talking about a full strength side that it could be weakened in the summer um a couple of weeks ago it was Zaha but Albert now it's it would appear that Dortmund want one Basaka instead yeah and and who can blame them you know uh he's a fantastic player um they play fantastic football in Dortmund you know you look at Look at the what they're doing at the moment, you know, with Jordan Sancho amongst others. Mm. You know, it, I think that's a, that's a success story for a, you know, for an English talent who's got, who's gone away to a, you know, made a, a move that not a lot of players make, and, and you know, and take that gamble and go abroad to to break into a first team at a young age at, at a very top level. Um, so yeah, it, whether it's just paper talk, there's I can I can certainly see a thread of logic there. Why? why they'd be looking at him, same for Zaha. Um, but again, whether they've got the money to prize him away and whether he'd actually want to go or maybe sit it out with us for another year and see if, uh, you know, a City or a Chelsea or United come in for him, you know, it would be down to the player. But 
whether, whether there's any truth in it or not, it's certainly not the uh, the most ridiculous headline I've ever read. Or as um, Czech Cuarte said the other day in his interview, we've got an amazing team here. We just need to believe in ourselves. So Heskif, could we actually show some ambition and try to keep hold of both him and Zaha? I'm going to say, yeah, I don't see why not. I think with Wilf, we've had this yearly debate about if he's going to stay or not. And every year I sort of think, well, we'll have him for one more year, then he'll go in the summer. But I think, you know, this year is the first year for a little while where he hasn't been, everyone hasn't been raving about him all the time in in the press. So maybe he's off radars a little bit. I mean, we've only had that Dortmund rumour, which might be a load of old rubbish. Um, and this year it's all about Wan-Bissaka. Um, and I think rightly so, I think he's our player of the year for, for sure this year. Um, but he seems to be a pretty down-to-earth, not, not a flashy guy. I think given the right person in his ear saying, you know, stay with Palace for a bit, it'll be worth your while. He's only 21, is he? Um, so I don't see why we can't. I think what we probably will do if he does end up staying is we'll, we'll do the Wilf trick of giving him a new contract on bumper wages and then, you know, next summer we'll do the same thing again until we have to let him go. Um, but I think that they, they touched on it in the review show um, at uh, earlier this week when they were saying, you know, if he does get picked for England, then it becomes a bit of a different story because he'll get even more eyes on him. And if he does well for England, then, you know, the big clubs will for sure be even more alert than they already are. So it'll probably be tough because he's had a wonderful season, but I think it, it suits him as much as it suits us to stay here for at least another year, I would say. Maybe that's sort of red and blue coloured glasses, but... Um, I think <laughs> 3D glasses. 3D glasses, yeah. Old school 3D glasses. Um, but I, I think I think we'll do the, the big contract thing. I think Parrish wouldn't want to let him go after such a such an explosive season. So um, I think we should. I mean, this is bearing in mind, of course, that we don't get relegated. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's on the cards. Um, basically, there's only one relegation spot left now um, because I'm. Oh, why have you gone and said that? Well, because Huddersfield are down and Fulham are just shocking. Like you saw them at Sellers, they're they're just not good enough. Um, so there's only one spot left, and for us to end up in that spot is going to be very, very difficult indeed. Um, esp- what? Stop it! Especially with Stop the fixtures talking. that you look at. Just don't worry. It's not even. We're looking upwards, not. Not over our shoulders. Don't worry about that. In, incidentally, looking upwards means that we don't see Brighton, do we? No, we don't anymore. Um, Mind oh. the gap. Got to get it in while you can. Mind the gap. <laughs> yeah. Mind the goal difference gap, yes. Um, I want to play devil's advocate there, though, Albert, on going back to Wan-Bissaka. Um, if a big offer comes in, in the transfer window, let's say, for argument, so let's say 50 million, 45, 50 million comes in, do you cash in? It's what it's effectively one and a half good seasons, and there's still a lot of development to go. You know, you don't know how he's going to respond. You say give him a big contract. Some players, you know, you don't know how they respond to that. Once all of a sudden they have everything, is their hunger still there or whatever? Do you would you cash in or or not? Uh, I hate I hate to say this, but for the numbers you've just mentioned, I would I would cash in. Yeah, um, I think it's. Um, Whilst I'm not saying I'll get rid of him, I'll take the money. I think, I think that you know, obviously Zaha's are probably our most attractive prospect for you know for someone to come in and 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 take away from us, which you know, which would also be heartbreaking. Even even with the ginger wow, dreads, we, yeah, it's a bit, it's gone a bit Mick Hucknall, <laughs> isn't he? Um, 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you've proper. So- I'm now thinking about Mick Hucknall and. <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, if if, oh, if it was a choice know, this, between this podcast is a roller coaster, wasn't it called Fairground that song? Um, idiot. Ah, shit. Well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'd be willing to lose Aaron Bissaka for forty to fifty million quid if it meant we could keep Will Zaha because we are more reliant and used to having Zaha in our team than we are Wan Bissaka because yeah, he's only been you know he's only been around like what twenty twenty odd games if that. Yeah, I can't um, remember if we spoke about it on the pod before or not, but um, you know, if you say you can get the same money for both, so you get fifty million for Zaha, you can get fifty million for Wambasaka. To replace Zaha, you have to spend fifty million. To replace Wambasaka, you only need to spend ten. So I think that's the realistic difference between the two for me, because you know, getting a very, very good right back is going to be a lot cheaper than getting a very, very good wide, wide player in an attacking position. So. Um, yeah. I think that's a very you've you've summed it up very nicely, but there was a distinct lack of either a Mick Hucknall simply read or bewitched <laughs> pun in there. So yeah, I've, I've got nothing. I'll I'll have to do more research on Mick Hucknall songs for the future. <laughs> right, so let's look at the poll this week. What the listeners have been saying. So obviously, only two options because it's the result will occur on the day. Um, extra time and penalties, which has been introduced this season from the fifth round onwards. Uh, let's touch on that briefly. Do you think that's fair, Heskiff? I think you know you get the the smaller teams can get replay, still opportunities of replays in the first couple of proper rounds, and then um, and then it sort of leans a bit fairer on the bigger teams in the later part of the tournament. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I, I actually didn't know that was a rule now, but yeah, I think the only thing is obviously a replay at a bigger teams ground get some more money doesn't it but then i don't know off the top of my head i've got no idea what the the stats are but at this point in the tournament there's usually a lot less smaller and inverted commas teams so it's fine and you know everyone always moans about fixture pileups and all that sort of thing so yeah i'm fine with it so the two options this week were they donny stand a chance and the dream is rover um I was tired. It was a long day. So 62% of people have gone for a win, sir. So 38, Albert, for a draw. That's a, for a win, a win, draw, loss. But there's it's one of those three. 38% have gone for a loss. Is that a surprisingly high number for you? Um, I'm guessing there's there's pessimists in there like, uh, I don't know, like Heskiff, who... <laughs> I, actually, I actually didn't vote who, for a loss. Who would have gone potentially gone for a draw if it was an option. <laughs> But they've erred, they've erred on the side of caution and just gone balls in for a loss. Yeah, someone needs to send um, in a picture of Heskiff sitting on the fence, I think. It's quite comfortable. <laughs> Mine the splinters. Uh, so what have we got here? Predictions from listeners. We've got Jack Laws has gone for Palace after extra time. Uh, Chris Jagerbomb, Chris has gone 2-3 to Palace, all headers. That would um, He's a better man, so I wonder if he gets some good odds on that one. Nick's gone 4-2 Palace. What else have we got here? Will's gone. I predict 2 0 Doncaster after Roy subs off Mayer after 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's playing around there. Ben Long, 3 0 Palace, Batshuai, Andros, and PVA. Albert, fresh off of um, a, a correct prediction in the West Ham game. Pow. Pow. Another uh, three points for you. You're, you, you're climbing up that league a little bit. Ah, uh, I didn't. Th- I didn't think the prediction league counted in FA Cup games. It doesn't right? in FA Cup games. This this is a free oh, hit. Oh, fine. So this is just for laughs. This is just for lols. Yes. 
oh, well, it's going to be 5 0 Crystal Palace. <laughs> Hesketh? Um, I reckon we're going to win. Whee. Hooray. Because these points don't count. Right? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, I reckon my initial my initial prediction was 2 0, but I reckon we'll let a goal in because maybe Hennessy will play and we're not having a clean sheet with him in goal. So I'll say 2 2 Can 1. Can I adjust my prediction? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I reckon 2-1 and I think our goals will be Andros and uh, Max Meyer. Oh, there you go. Well, I'm going to go, um, I want to go 1-0 Palace. Uh, scrappy goal in the second half that sort of last 15 minutes that gets us over the line after being under the cosh for the first 45. Um, yeah, I think it'll be tough. Um, little ground is probably going to end up making a lot of noise. They've got... Um, uh, their own little set of ultras now, I guess, and they're going to have a big Tifu go, Tifu going, Tifu, <laughs> Tifu, Tofu. They got a big Tofu going on Heskiff. What are you talking about? It's not vegan January anymore, mate. <laughs> they're going to have a big display behind the goal, which all their fans have chipped in for. So look out for that if you're inside the stadium. And um, yeah, I just think it's going to be a it's going to be a tough little game for us. So um, it's windy up there. I've I've played I've played football on the the pitch next to the Keep Moat Stadium, very windy. It was so windy, and in fact, it's the only time I've ever seen a I've ever seen a foul throw. A friend of mine did the ultimate foul throw where you don't really put the ball behind your head; you just sort of you know little, little cheeky, all in the wrist action. And it was so windy, the ball bounced, the ball flew backwards over his head. Why were you playing next to the Keep Moat? I think we played my dad's. My dad had a worked up there and had a football team up there we just went up for a, a uh, an 11 aside and a and a big curry and the other highlight of the weekend was uh, we went to this massive curry house in Doncaster and uh ordered some naan bread and they came out on like this big metal like a tree it's like a naan bread tree so imagine like eight naan breads just hanging off <laughs> yes. this big like ceremonial tree spike thing it was a glorious sight. Yeah, it's quite common up north to get um, naan breads all over trees like that. Yeah, it's. Um... I ha- I was told they don't grow on trees. <laughs> um, I just at this point, I just have to. Sam, who are we playing this weekend in the FA Cup fifth round? Doncaster. Terence, who are we playing in the FA Cup fifth round this weekend? Doncaster. Yeah, you've. I've got to give it to you. you. You've been putting the old northern twang on it. Is that intentional or? Well, it's just how people from Doncaster say it. So. <laughs> Yeah, but do you call Newcastle Newcastle? <laughs> you doing your Jordan Hugel impression again, mate? I'm Jordan Hugel. I can't wear white money bubbles. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring Jordan Hugel up because I was listening to the podcast earlier from last week to get your guys' predictions. So I fast-forwarded it to the prediction section. Um, 2-2 for you, Heskiff. Very close. Um, and um, I completely forgot about Jordan Hugel. <laughs> And then the podcast run through to the end and um, there I was laughing away. Hi, I'm Jordan Hugel. Can't wait to walk out here with all the bubbles. (laughs) Footballers on drugs puns, Jordan Hugel on the bugle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Get in contact if you've got any at home. Mamadou sack on the crack. No, (laughs) that's Wow. Jordan much smoking some Dutch. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Thank I've you. gone a bit 90s. John, John Harley on the Charlie. <laughs> John Harley. I've taken it back, uh, mate. Mm. 90s footballers masturbating. John Fashionu having a Bashanu. 
This is what you get when it's a cup game against a third division team we don't know anything about. <laughs> Just coming up with footballer drug puns and footballer, what What was the other one? Uh, masturbating. Masturbating, masturbating puns. John Fashionu having a bashanu. I'm like 95% sure none of this is going to make the cut because Billiam's a miserable bastard. <laughs> now you've said that, he's definitely going to cut it out. <laughs> right, we'll finish that section there and we'll be back after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com Um, yeah, that was uh, from one of our visits to Doncaster um, in the season where we survived relegation late on. Not the hills were won the following season, and um, all the fans were singing "Don't worry about a thing" after the after the game finished. After a what was a did we draw nil nil? I think it was a nil nil draw. It was a nil nil draw. Yeah, it was. But, um, crap. It turned out to be the right sentiment because um, we pulled away from relegation after that game and uh, ended up safe. But um, that's going to be a lot for this week. Um, please, 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 despite any of the nonsense in this show that may or may not have made the cut, go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating um, if you feel that that's fair. If you don't feel that it's fair, then. Um, you can go and leave a lower than five star rating um, at Five Year Plan Fanzine. Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, I already kid. Um, Alberts, thank you for joining. Sorry, it's dragged on, pal. No, it's it's all good, mate. It's all good. Um, you know, it's had everything. Simply red, wanking puns, and just general good vibes from you two, which is always nice. Asif, predicting a win. I, I I don't know. It's been it's, it's been a groundbreaking moment. I know. I feel this is short lived. I'll be back to normal next week. <laughs> okay, right. Well, um, without further ado, I'll just leave you on um, Patchket Van Arnholt. I think that works. Mm. <laughs> Until next time, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.